Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guest who is coming back, who's been on a couple times, I'm so excited to have her back. I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started and a self-care tip to incorporate while you're going out with your week. (laughs) I was trying to think about how to say that. So marketing tip of the day. What is going to be my marketing tip of the day? So I get asked a lot about the concept of repurposing content and if each platform needs to have the same content, does need to have different content. And I've probably said this before, but I'm repeating it today because it's become very relevant. And I think people overanalyze a lot of like not repurposing content. And there's a way to do it with even simplifying how you're putting it out there, right? So like LinkedIn might do really well with just a static post with text, but you can take the same text and post and repurpose it into, you know, multiple images with the same text on Instagram. Um, The reason that I'm bringing this up is because I'm finding now the analytics, it's really important to track your analytics of your social media platforms because certain platforms in terms of imagery and context, you do need to pay attention to how it's laid out because people are going to resonate more on a certain platform of how it comes across versus other ones. So if you're not doing that, definitely be sure to just be more aware of that. Or if you're working with somebody, they should definitely be telling you that information. So just be aware. Um, and otherwise than that, if your analytics and stuff is going really in flow, like repurpose content, it is totally fine. If somebody unfollows you, let them do that because there's plenty of opportunities to bring in new people who want to learn and hear what you have to say. So that is my marketing tip of the day. My self-care tip of the day is Pilates. I kind of want to talk about Pilates today. I don't know if anybody's into Pilates that's listening. I'm sure some of you are. There's just something with like stretches and like moving your body where you're not like gasping for air, like really makes you feel like you're getting a good workout. So um, shout out to all my Pilates studios, instructors who listen and been on my show. Um, I really have been enjoying Pilates. It's definitely been a go-to thing for me. So want to share that advice with you today. Now I'm excited to talk about my amazing guest, the fabulous Ginger Burr, who is the founder of Total Image Consultants. She has been an image consultant for over 30 years. And today we're talking about fall fashion trends, sustainable fashion, and so much more. Stay tuned for the amazing Ginger. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be back here with the amazing Ginger Burr, image consultant and founder of Total Image Consultants. Hi, Ginger. How are you today? I'm great, Jackie. Thank you. I'm always happy to be here with you. Always love having you. And this is such a fun podcast. We talk about fashion. We talk about sustainable clothing, vegan, all the things. So let's first talk about, for people who don't know you, just give a brief bio on like how you fell into the image consultant world and why fashion. <laughs> why did I fall into the fashion world is because I had no clue how to dress myself. You know, I'm not one of those image consultants who knew from the time I was like three years old how to get dressed and how to make it all work together. And I struggled through my teens and my 20s. I had to seek out help. 
And I was lucky enough to find an amazing woman who got me excited about it, who made me realize I had a real affinity for it, and and that I wanted to be able to help empower other women. So by helping to find my own style, I realized it was a calling for me and that I could really then take other women on that same journey that I had gone through. I love it. And also too, you didn't originally go to school for fashion. Can you talk about what your background was? Because I always think that's like a fun fact. I was a music major in college, a voice major. Yeah. So I did a ton of singing and, you know, it was back in the seventies when, you know, most of the time we weren't really thinking about fashion. And so it was just, I don't even remember what I wore in college, to be honest (laughs) with you. I really have no clue, except when I was singing I sang in a barbershop quintet and we, and also in a, in a glee club, I sang in a lot of groups. And at the time, what we all wore, people would be horrified right now. What we all wore, they called them long brights. And what they were was that every woman in the group, I went to an all women's college, every woman in the group wore a long, brightly colored gown. And so mine was yellow. And um, so we were just up there like this big giant rainbow. So it was, yeah, that was that was as, as fashionable as anybody ever got back then. I don't even know if you'd call it fashionable, but it was fun. It was fun. It was colorful. I mean, it was very colorful. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's so fun. What a fun fact. You're full of all these random fun facts. I feel like every time I talk to you, that's so great. Okay, so now let's definitely talk about fall fashion trends because obviously as we're transitioning into the cooler weather, like what is coming up and what are you seeing people, what's coming back? Are there new old fashions coming back? Are there new fashions coming in? All the things. I don't know how the fashion industry does this, but every season they have to get excited about what's coming out. And a lot of times in the seasons, it's like, oh yeah, well, it's fall. So yeah, plaid is in, you know, it's like no big surprise, but somehow they managed to get excited about it. And um, so plaid is in because it's fall and some people love plaid. Some people don't love plaid. So you can decide. The nice thing is there are a lot of trends and you can pick and choose what you want to do. And you can always go to my website and go to my blog. We can see pictures too of what I'm talking about, but Color is always a biggie. And there are people who, you know, they they do better in the spring and the summer colors, those lighter, brighter colors. And then when fall comes around, they're like, oh no, now what do I wear? Everything's dark and jewel toned or whatever. This season is a little bit different. They actually do have some lighter colors, pastels, colors that we don't typically see in the fall. So for those people who just bemoan the fact that we're going into fall and fashion-wise they struggle, I, I think they may find it easier. There's some softer blues, there's some pretty pinks. So there are some lighter colors that are out there and a deeper cho- chocolate brown. I'm seeing more of it. This is something that I've been praying for for years because it seemed to go away, I don't know, eight years ago or something. And a lot of my clients really wanted, and they keep telling us brown is coming back and then they show us stupid browns that really, you know, they're nice, but they're not going to work for a lot of people. And now a deeper chocolate brown, I'm seeing a little more of it. So we can cross our fingers and hope that that's true. So color is definitely one of those places where we want to pay very close attention as we go into the fall. I love that too. And also on like one of your blogs, the monochromatic look you were talking about too. Absolutely. What's very in right now, you know, it's really funny because there are times when people are like, oh, matchy, matchy. No, no, no. You don't do matchy, matchy. (laughs) Right now, matchy, matchy, if that's what you want to call monochromatic, you know, just wearing all one color is very in. Not only all one color, but you can also do all one print, like head to toe print if you want to. Now, 
you have to make sure that the print looks really good on you and you have to make sure that personality wise, you can handle that much print because head to toe print is a lot of print, but it's very in right now. Match sets, they're calling it. So yeah, there you have lots of options out there. You can even match your denim. You can wear den- denim head to toe. Again, that used to be a no-no and now it's like supposedly in and hot, you know. That's hilarious. And also too, on your front porch catwalk this week, you're doing plaid with cheetah shoes. And I love yes. that. So can you yes. talk to you about like being more open to actually combining different like, prints and stuff like that. It's interesting because some people look at mixed prints and it makes their head spin. And they're just like, that's disgusting. I hate it. It's horrible. Why are they doing that? And other people are like, the more we mix prints, the better. And it makes them happy. And obviously it's very different personalities for sure. And what's, what's partly in right now is clashing prints. So you really can take prints that seem to make, although hopefully you will do it in a way where they do make some sense together, but you can combine prints that are look a little outrageous. Basically the rule of thumb, and I am not somebody who wears a lot of prints. I tend to err more on the side of monochromatic for, for personally for myself, you know, I've helped clients in other ways, but I tend to like the monochromatic, but what I did do, and they'll see it in the uh, front porch catwalk A lot of people consider animal print to be a neutral, believe it or not. And so you can then combine an animal print, keeping the undertones, warm or cool, the same, because otherwise it'll just look weird or totally mismatched. And you can blend that where you can blend it with florals, you can blend it with stripes, you can blend it with plaids. And it's just kind of this interesting combination that makes people take a, do a double take, but not be like, you know, confused or distracted or overwhelmed by it. So it can be kind of fun. I don't do it a lot, but I liked it in that outfit. So you brought up such a good point too about the color tones though, because I feel like people would think, oh, I could wear cheetah shoes with like a lime greens. I don't know, what that <laughs> is, you know, but, but truly though, like I've seen that before, I feel like. Well, you might be able to do that. What you might not want to do is do a gray and black, top with warm undertone cheetah print but hey you know what some people could i have friends who could probably pull it off right you really 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 have to know how to do it when you're going that far outside the lines if you will otherwise you just look like you got dressed in the dark literally (laughs) literally yes exactly (laughs) that's so funny okay can we talk to you more about sustainable clothing because i know that's coming back more and more too and like how are you incorporating that to how you shop the advice you're giving to your clients all that stuff Well, people are now demanding more transparency from companies about where things are made, how they're made, you know, their packaging, all of those things that, you know, leave a a smaller carbon footprint. And so being able to, and I have, I have some of my clients asking me for that. Some don't, some do. And, and it interests me. I'm, I'm also vegan. So, and not all vegan products are sustainable, that's for sure. But those two things often go hand in hand because there's just a lot more awareness that goes into each of those concepts. So sustainability is what people are looking for. They Fast fashion, I think we're, we're about to see its demise, which would be none too soon for sure, because it really adds to landfills. It hurts workers out there big time. You know, just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. And when we get into sustainability, 
it means that things are being made with more attention to the fabrics, to the people who are making it, to the environment, and hopefully also to animals. But all of those things together mean that we are protecting our earth. And also, you know, fast fashion partly came around about because people wanted to be able to change their clothes every five seconds or wear something once and not again. That's not my typical client, but also they like the whole throwaway concept. Now what we're looking at is clothing that you love and that you want to continue wearing that's made of good quality. The trade-off, and this is where fast fashion partly came about, is that a lot of times people want everything at a lower price. And, you know, when something's sustainably made, you're usually made in the U.S. Things are coming back to being made in the U.S., but you are going to see a higher price point. So the key then is to make sure that you really love it and you plan to wear it a lot. So it brings you joy every time you put it on and you get your money's worth out of it because of the price per wear. I love that. And also, too, you're so big on tailors. Like you can always repurpose the outfit, right? By doing oh, there's absolutely. There are lots of things that you can do with with pieces that maybe, you know, don't fit you in the same way anymore or that you need a little extra given it or a little less given it or whatever you might need. I am a big proponent of tailors. Oh, my goodness. Everybody has to have a tailor. I love it because I remember like in one of your posts too, you talked all about the neckline because originally it was higher and then you changed it and it, it makes it look like a totally different outfit. Yes. And it's so much more flattering. The high necklines are so popular out there for a lot of reasons that we don't necessarily have to get into, but they aren't always the most flattering. Flattering. Totally. So do you want to share some sustainable companies that like you love and Sure, Sure. I love to support smaller, often women-owned businesses whenever possible. And I like to let people know about them. So there are several that I can share with you here. Uh, one is, um, and I had done a um, Total Image Woman of the Week interview with this woman, Mary Marino, who is in New York, and she makes wild and crazy, really, really fun things. She makes them. They're all, you know, made in the USA, but definitely check her out, marymarino.com. Definitely check her out. Just, hey, she'll make you smile no matter what, because she just has such a zest for life, but fun to see what she's coming up with. And there's another woman-owned company, you know, capsule wardrobing is very popular right now. As you know, I have a little capsule wardrobe thing in my classes and I teach it in my six-week class because people want fewer pieces where they can make more outfits. And there's a company out there called Veta Capsule, so V-E-T-T-A Capsule. And what they do is they put together some capsules for you. Now, you have to look to see, are they the right colors for you and combinations and styles for your body shape and all that kind of thing. But the concept is terrific and it's worth checking out. And they, again, are, you know, into sustainably made and into supporting women. So definitely worth taking a look at that, a a whole different concept in, in buying clothing. Also, there's a company that I recently discovered called Toad and Company, and they make a lot of their things out of things like hemp and tensile. Um, a lot, if not all of them are vegan. I'm not sure if everything is, but I don't know, just worth taking a look at as these kinds of companies are coming up. And then for handbags, I'm always a big proponent, as you know, of Gunas, Gunas, the brand, G-U-N-A-S. I have several of their handbags. 
And another client of mine makes handbags. She's out in Washington, all made there. She makes them out of things like cotton, coated canvas, oil cloth, serene handbags, really fun. And you can contact her and she'll customize a bag for you. So, I mean, I have a million more. Oh, and for those of you who maybe are in Canada, I love Joseph Ribkoff. Actually, the top I'm wearing underneath here is Joseph Ribkoff. And his things are all made in Canada. I never knew that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, those are a few. There's probably a million more I could tell you about, but. So can you actually explain to you what sustainable means? Because I feel like there is a misconception about that. Well, sustainable means that we're not, you know, polluting the environment that we're, we have a low carbon footprint so that things are either some companies recycle fabrics, some make sure that they've got like a closed loop in what they're doing in terms of how things are being made. They're also looking at, you know, how in the manufacturing, making sure there's not a lot of pollution, but also being careful about workers and how workers are treated wherever the the garments are being put together. So again, there's a lot of transparency around that. And my thing is if you if you're looking at a company and you can't find out where they're if they're not telling you where things are made or how they're made or what fabrics they're using or any of that, I would say either contact them and find out or maybe move on to another company. But it's really about protecting the environment and workers and and more and more also protecting animal or not using animals and harming animals. Right. Which is our next topic about meat. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a perfect leeway into that. So how long have you been a vegan now? I've been a vegan for 16 years. Wow. And so can you share more about like your lifestyle and like what, because I, I think people are so interested now more in vegan materials and things like that. So can you share more about that? Well, you know, I went vegan because I found out that eating dairy was contributing to the veal industry, which horrified me. I haven't eaten veal in over 40 years. And it just horrified me. And I thought, what else don't I know? And, you know, what I often say when people ask me this is that people can go to a plant-based diet for health reasons and forget the animal, not even, don't even care about the animals. You are never going to make a choice to only use materials and fabrics that are not made from animals. The only reason you would do that is because you care about animals. There's no health benefit unless, you know, you're allergic to one of those fabrics or something. So for me and being in the image industry, I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? I'm no longer going to wear wool or silk or leather or down or fur. And I, I didn't wear fur anyway. And as it turned out, I had very little silk, very little wool in my closet. I did have leather. And the more research I did, the more I realized that those fabrics are harming animals. And it's horrifying. It just, I, sometimes I have sleepless nights just because of it. And they also are horrible for the environment. I mean, leather is doing, leather production is so destructive to the environment and to workers that it's scary. So, you know, my thing really was how can I create a wardrobe that is not made out of those things that harm animals? And I realized it's not hard at all. And believe me, 16 years ago, it was harder than it is now. Now there is so much. You can pretty much go to almost any store and find plenty of vegan options, even in the winter, even in the winter, when, you know, there's a lot of wool and 
fur down out there. But for instance, a company called Save the Duck. Save the Duck has the most beautiful uh, down alternative coats. In fact, I had a friend over one time, she's not vegan, and she had on this coat. And I said, what's your coat made out of and where did you get it? And it was beautiful. I went that afternoon, I went and got online and ordered a coat. It's my favorite puffer coat. It's beautiful and it did nothing to harm the ducks. So, you know, there are so many alternatives out there that we we don't have to be sacrificing animals in order to be comfortable um, and be fashionable if that's important to someone too. So save the ducks, what's in the jacket then? It's a, um, I don't know, I'd have to go and look, but it's a, it's an alternative. Some of them use Prima Loft. I don't know if they use Prima Loft. Um, Some of them use recycled, you know, bottles and those kinds of things. I have to go to look to see exactly what they are using, but I know they are a company that look really looks at sustainability. I love that. That's, I like the name too. I think that's great. I know. Isn't it great? And they have short ones and long ones and, and different colors. And yeah, it was, they're so nice and they're warm. They're warm. I haven't had no problem. And I live in, I'm going to check this out after we chat. Yeah, definitely. I love this. Okay, so now I want to talk about virtual color analysis because I just went with you. That's such a big thing right now, especially because people are still, I would say, 50% virtual of their lifestyle. So can you talk more about like how that works with people and how important it is for your closet and all the things? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've been doing color analysis for 34 years, as long as I've been in business. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, although I had been doing virtual online, whatever you want to call it, color analysis, even before the pandemic, because I did, you know, a client in Hong Kong or, you know, Switzerland or wherever I, you know, they're not going to be here. So I had to be able to do it long distance. And I have developed a way to be able to do it. What they have to do is send me a photo, email me a photo. And I have very specific parameters for how that, what that photo has to look like and the lighting and all of that kind of thing. And they send me the photo and then I have it up on my screen, big pictures, just like your face was right in front of me. And I have a whole system of over 2000 colors and I hold them up and, and look at what blends with your coloring, what makes you sparkle without overpowering you. And I choose a whole palette based on, you know, your hair, skin, and eye color, and a little bit your personality. I always meet with people if I don't already know them. I always meet with them on Zoom for 10 or 15 minutes just to kind of get a sense of who they are because that figures into their colors as well. So I also thought, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like what I thought was cool too with the color palettes is like the fabrics, they're all different materials. It's not all the same, which I thought was really cool. Yes, yes, absolutely. They are, you know, I had a, a client who came and had me do her colors because she had done one and I could see why she was then shy about doing a virtual color analysis because she had had somebody do it virtually. And they sent her this little tiny square with little colored dots on it that were supposedly her colors. Well, first of all, they were totally wrong. And secondly, they were just little tiny, like quarter inch round circles of colors, absolutely useless. And so what I do is I have, you know, fabrics that have different uh, types of 
texture or not texture. So that can figure into some people will have lots of texture in their fabrics and some people won't. Some people have shine. Some people won't. Sometimes I have to pick a fabric, even if it isn't their ideal shine or texture or whatever, because I have the color so perfect. But yeah, you're right. It's all put together in that way. And there's a variety of colors. You can see the the um, how light, how dark, how bright, how muted you can go based on the gradation of colors that you see in your palette. And on average, like how many colors are in a palette? There's usually between 70 and 100. So oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I like it because it was just like a fan too. It is like <laughs> a fan, yes. I always think it's like so fun to like use and bring out with you. It's super cool. So yeah. before we play game time and talk about fun facts, is there anything you want to offer the audience? And uh, we'll share how to follow you on social media. Yeah. Well, if someone does have want to have a color analysis done either in person here in my studio or virtually, they can get $30 off the color analysis by using the coupon code Jackie. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So they can do that. And then, yeah, was there something else that you wanted no, to know? That was it. Perfect. And then Ginger Burr on all social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, all the things. And then her website is totalimageconsultants.com. So awesome. All right. So let's talk about fun facts about Ginger because I learned some fun facts about you today myself. So I thought that was cool. Okay. So you won a bowling trophy in high school. In junior high. Tell us more about this. Well, we bowled candle pins. I never, ever bowled the big giant ones, whatever they're called, until, um, you know, I moved away from home. So we bowled candle pins. And, you know, we there were little leagues for for kids. I don't know if they do that anymore. It was was fun. You know, I used to go bowling with my family sometimes. That was something that, that we did. But, yeah, I won a little trophy. I have no idea whether I really deserved it or I gave one to everybody. I really have no idea. <laughs> don't remember that's a really fun random fact though I think that's yes. cool love yeah. that okay and then you grew up so you already know you were a cat woman but you grew up with two golden retrievers I love this fun fact yes yeah, so we had a golden retriever named Rusty and the only reason we got a dog was that my mother promised my younger brother that if he got straight A's one year in school that he would get a dog now for some reason she thought he wouldn't get straight A's. He's very bright. So I don't know why she thought that, but yeah, he got straight A's and we ended up with a dog and then, um, sad, he ended up getting hit by a car, which was horrifying. And, um, and we got another golden retriever, Brandy. So we had Brandy for a very long time. So cute. So so why no dogs in the future now with the cats? Ah, Well, you know, my partner, Marion would love to have a dog. And I say, no, I am never, I, I, there are like five days out of the year when the weather would be just right for me to walk a dog and my, and my mood would be just right to walk a dog. Otherwise I'm not walking a dog. That's just never, ever happening. Well, so, plus so right? I'm sorry. Well, your cats are so independent, right? They're just, they take care of themselves pretty much. Yeah. Well, they would probably torture the poor dog anyway. So, you know, <laughs> cause that's what happened with Brandy. I so remember poor Brandy. He had a sweet temperament. And I had a cat, Tinkerbell, and Tinkerbell was not thrilled about Brandy. And Brandy was fascinated by Tinkerbell. So he would go up to her and she would hiss at him and, and swipe at him. And there would be times when he would have cat claws sticking out of his nose. Yeah, the poor thing. <laughs> because he just bugged her one time too many and 
you know, they, they shed their claws. So they were, there's, they were right in his nose. So <laughs> poor Brandy. Oh you know, golden retrievers, they say are the, like the nicest dog. Oh. <laughs> like, so he was just probably like, oh, it is what it is. Like she's, it, it's an off day for her or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's such a fun fact. Okay. And then the last fun fact is this, this walnuts. So tell me more about walnuts in the baked goods and why is this a thing? So no walnuts for dinner. I, I actually like walnuts by themselves, or you could put them on granola or something, but do not bake them in brownies or cookies. Yuck. In fact, nobody in my family, other than my father, who has now passed away, but my father was the only one who liked walnuts in baked goods. My brothers and sister, none of us like walnuts in it. And so my poor mother, when she would bake brownies, she would make half with walnuts in it, half with not, because I wouldn't touch one if it had a walnut in it. Like, yuck that ruins it I can't stand that Blech. I hated the texture I hated the taste didn't like it yeah it's weird totally weird oh my god it's not weird I have to like now that you bring this up like anytime they've been in brownies like I deter totally deter <laughs> that makes so much sense like give me the chocolatey brownie like that's all that I need that's all right. that I need. So, exactly like, yeah that's yeah. a really good point I love that okay let's play some game time no rush but like however fast you want to answer it is perfect so Uh-oh. what is your favorite place you've ever traveled to as of now and a bucket list place you want to go to? You've never been. Okay. I would say San Diego, La Jolla, San Diego. Yeah. Totally beautiful there. Weather's perfect. Yeah. And then what, was the, what was the other question? If you've never been, you want to go. Oh, Alaska. There's no doubt. Alaska. Why? Tell me more. <laughs> I am fascinated by, uh, of course, by the time I get there, there may not be any left, but by you know, icebergs and glaciers and all of that. I just think they're majestic and beautiful and I want to see them before they they melt. Yeah. Yeah. Before they melt. That's so cool. What a fun fact. Yeah. Okay. And if there is somebody that you could spend a day with dead or alive, you've never met, who would you choose and why? I would choose Eleanor Roosevelt. Love her. I love her words of wisdom. Share more. Yes. I think she's one of the smartest women ever. And and I think she was born before her time. And she also just, you know, really was, uh, she just supported women. She supported children. She really helped the underdog and, you know, did, I don't know. She was just so active and so visible, so smart. I would love to absorb some of that from her. I feel like I would too. That's a great choice. I asked this a lot. Nobody said her. That's a oh, great really? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Okay. What is Ginger's favorite meal lately? Like what's like your go-to meal these days? Um, I'm, you know, I'm actually a big salad person. I love salad. And, and with the farmer's markets going on, you know, you can get a salad that everything in the salad is from the farmer's market. So I love that. I love to throw in then some maybe um, toasted pecans or toasted pine nuts or something like that. Maybe a little avocado. And I love like a really nice Italian dressing. So I love Love a good salad too. So good. In terms of like your go-to stores for you, because you have plenty of advice that you give to your clients, what are your like top two stores that you'll always get products from? Products, clothing, all the above. Well, you know, as I mentioned, Joseph Rubkoff is definitely one of my go-tos. And, you know, I have to say for jewelry, it's my friend, Karen. 
you know, you know, Karen, her jewelry is, I know people can't see me right now, but I have this brand new pair of really cool Navy earrings that I just love. And I always, in fact, it's dangerous to go to her place, even though her prices are great, because every time I go, I come away with more things than I had planned to get. Because, you know, to, to me, jewelry just makes the outfit and can add personality. And that and that's what her jewelry can do. So I would wear Joseph Ripkoff with Karen's jewelry and I'd be totally happy. I love that. And then what's like your go-to color lately that you're wearing? Oh, right now it's, it's all the rusts and deep coppers, those kinds of colors. Yeah, those. that's very fall-esque, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Super good. Ginger, this has been so fun. Can you share with us again how people can follow you on socials? I'll happily share it again, but it would be good for me too. Okay. Social media, Ginger Burr, B-U-R-R. You can find me pretty much everywhere. And my uh, website is totalimageconsultants.com. So you can find me there. So fun. And everybody definitely check out that virtual color analysis offer. That's definitely worth your while. And Ginger, you're amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on Scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.